0: So your perspective and your motivation is an optimistic one that you essentially believe that people that have extremist beliefs, however those beliefs are resourced, whether it's uh, fundamentalism from an Islamic perspective or ethno-nationalism, you think that these are almost temporary fugues that human beings pass through. That they are not essential states, as you said, that you are interested in meeting the human being behind. The, 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 and you believe that human being is more truthful, more real, better than their group identity in each of these cases. I do,
1: because what I've found in, in doing all the films that I've done at this point is the the whatever the, the window, I always call it sort of window dressing. Or whatever the brand is that might be different you know so on the surface of it it, it, it's going to look different to most people when it comes to a jihadi versus a neo-nazi well these are completely opposing ideologies completely different people and therefore should be treated completely differently but what I found is that the type of men that are attracted to these movements and the type of vulnerabilities that those men possess that are being preyed upon by people in a position to To misuse whatever vulnerabilities that these men have for their own political gains uh, are the same. The the psychological, the emotional, the the social makeup of the the guys across the spectrum, I have found actually to be really, really similar. Whether it's you know a matter of you know, searching for meaning, searching for belonging, searching for a sense of purpose, searching for a brotherhood, camaraderie, searching for just a way of coping with a very you know, quickly changing world, um, finding themselves to be insignificant, powerless. And then you have recruiters and you have these movements that are filling those voids actively and cynically actually filling those voids, not by accident, but actually by design. And I find that really troubling, but I also find that quite hopeful. Um, because I think that these basic human needs i mean i i 'm searching and have been searching for all of these things that i 've just listed as well you know it 's just it manifests itself different for me than it does for these guys and it 's just for me it 's a matter of figuring out how do we satisfy these these needs for young people? How do we satisfy and address these vulnerabilities that that young people have? And also, how do we confront the feelings of shame and humiliation and powerlessness that so many people feel before they become instrumentalized by our politicians and by populism?
0: So you found regardless of how superficially polarized the group identities of white supremacists or jihadists may seem mm. that there's a kind of uniformity
1: absolutely so uh, absolutely because because that the, these movements are meeting these young men predominantly men i mean obviously there are some women think that's would, important i do I think gender is a tremendous part of this. I think I think a sense of masculinity or a sense of sort of toxic masculinity, I think is absolutely, absolutely essential to this, to both movements or to any kind of extremist movement. Um, and I think that's also systematically overlooked. I think the way that our media addresses extremists and I think the way that our politicians address extremism in in general, I think is not very helpful. They constantly want to make it something exotic, something so impossible and monstrous, because surely we can't do anything about this. These people are just hideous. They possess these hideous views and let's just sign them all off. And that's not the truth. The truth is they're all operating out of really basic needs and those needs are not being met in their life, in their immediate family life or in the wider society. That says more about us as a society than it does about these men. And so I'm interested in that. I'm interested in, in, in finding and excavating what those needs are, what those vulnerabilities are. Look, extremists of any kind of stripe and, and, and um, any form flourishes in, um, in vacuums. Right. So you have Hamas and Hezbollah and all these kind of, you know, big names that we've heard of. They provide in in circumstances and environments where social services do not exist. Education does not, you know, uh, uh, does not exist, uh, 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 healthcare does not exist. They are filling those voids. So whether it's political voids, it is economic voids, or it is social and emotional and psychological voids in the lives of people, these extremist groups, whatever their brand is, are fulfilling those, knowing what these lacks and these voids are in people's lives. So why do they know that? Why are they doing that and we are not? Why is our political system not addressing the social and economic and the political grievances that our young people have? Yes. It I mean, ex- and again, it doesn't excuse the way that they're choosing to express that.
0: I think we can say at the beginning that no one's seeking no. to excuse the behavior of extremists. Ooh.